Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, uh, we're going to get a bit timey-wimey with the podcast over the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm still reading Matt's missive. Uh, if you're listening in the regular feed, uh, this will probably be coming out after things happen. But um, what will happen is there will be 60th anniversary episodes as things happen. Uh, they will go up both on Patreon and in the regular feed, but... Uh, Everyone on Patreon will be getting this in their regular weekly instalments and uh, the the 60th anniversary episodes will kind of just push things out a little bit. So, apologies if you're <laughs> trying to reply to something. I will, you know, as I've done this week, do a great big mail basket a uh, bunch of episodes. So, don't worry. I'm, I'm more than happy to have your thoughts and your theories uh, on patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard or at the Adam Richard has a theory Facebook page or just email me theory at adamrichard.com.au which is how Matt sent me his missive. Um, uh, but yeah, next next week, um, it, Patreon listeners, uh, we will be reeling and reacting from the Children in Need special uh, and then it will only be one more week until new episodes of Doctor Who. So, it's very exciting. Um, anyway, on to Let's Kill Hitler in Matt's missive. Uh, Matt says, I'm never sure how to feel about shows like this. The presence of Hitler in this is very much played for laughs. But should that ever happen? A man like him, reduced to a punchline or comic presence in a light-hearted sci-fi show, seems kind of in poor taste, really. Thank goodness Melody doesn't stick around for too long, as she's intensely annoying. <laughs> the only problem with that, however, is that Moffat's f- falling too in love with his own creations, and I'm a little bit over River Song now, too. Um, fun episode, largely with a misplaced tone, but necessary at the end of the day, as we'll see, in order to dig Moffat out of the corner he's painted himself into at the beginning of the series. Um, oh, yeah, this is the episode that introduces the weird robot man. Um, yeah, I did not love this. Also, 
don't forget, this was after a massive gap. Remember, we got to the end of A Good Man Goes to War. Uh, Amy's baby turned into a pile of goopy goo. And River Song was revealed as the grown-up kid. And we're like, what? This feels a lot um, to deal with. Like, And how is anyone not having a very intense emotional reaction to this? Uh, And then it just disappeared the show was gone for months was it months maybe it was only a few weeks anyway it was a massive gap in the middle um and so let's kill hitler was like the first episode back after a while like a a, you know mini uh episode one in the middle of the series i know they did that a lot with the 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 zombie show the walking dead uh but yeah this was hard to take um I liked the idea of Melody, uh, and I, you know, for a little while I blamed the actor, and then I saw them in, uh, were they in Emmerdale or Hollyoaks or something, and were fine, and I was like, oh, this is the character. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and I understand getting a little bit over River Song because it becomes such an important part of the series, like so integral uh, that you're like, well, I thought I was watching Doctor Who and this feels like a River Song show now. Um, although, as Big Finish have pointed out, there is a lot to be exploited from River Song. Uh, there are like 13 seasons of it or something, maybe more. Like it's box set upon box set upon box set. Um, and Alex Kingston is great, like really charming, fun, uh, choose a, a reputable amount of scenery. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, I I'm I'm the same. I don't love Let's Kill Hitler, and maybe it's because, like, I, I find turning Hitler into a joke in a movie uh, like Jojo Rabbit, I'm fine with because that was an imaginary Hitler who that kid thought was you know his friend Hitler. Um, also, the you know the kind of like. <laughs> the beautiful usurping of what he stands for by getting a person of colour to play him is great. Uh, but also, you know, that movie gives us the horrors of that war. Like, that, it, there is no shying away from just how grotesque that regime was, just how awful their ideas were and just, you know, what a dark time in history it was for you know, us as a species Um, and what we could do to each other if we were given enough power. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think in Let's Kill Hitler we get enough of the shade. Uh, Like, I, I, I don't mind a jokey version of Hitler as long as you get the other side of the coin. It's it's like um the producers. Uh you know the the inherent joke is that you would never do a a feel good musical about Hitler, but you know, there it is, uh and it happens, and that is the point of it. Like that's it's like treated as a joke, but it's also how could you treat something as horrific as this as a joke? And the guy who's playing Hitler is clearly not okay. Like, so it's a whole thing. But yeah, I, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I I'm, I feel like I agree with Matt. Like it feels weird for it just to be a kind of a a joke. Um, and punching Hitler is like, yeah, that's that's great, but you know, what are you saying other than he's a bad person and and they've been punched. Anyway, uh, on to Night Terrors. Uh, let's hope Matt likes this one a bit better because I'm feeling a bit icky. Um, he says, now this is the stuff. Oh, he does. We're good. Uh- <laughs> Free from the overcomplicated narrative that's been thrust upon us in recent episodes, a nice little standalone story is just what we need. And it's one of those things that Moffat does best in the form of making the ordinary scary. Oh, he's so good at that. Uh, dolls, toys, even the sound of the lift in the block of flats are turned into the night terrors of the title. And little George is so adorable. Who wouldn't want the doctor to sweep in and save him from his nightmares? Deliciously designed, the peg dolls are terrifying, especially the transformation effect, and proper creepy. This was a welcome break in the series. It's weird, isn't it? Because, like, from these seasons, the ones we remember are the big tentpole episodes, like the one with the silence at the start, a good man goes to war, and... Sometimes it's just the little ones that you're like, I, that's kind of what I want from Doctor Who, are these little standalone episodes. And I think that's why I enjoyed Jodie Whittaker's first series so much, because, you know, the episodes I'd enjoyed were the little standalone ones. And it was kind of 10 of those in a row. And I was happy for it. Like, I know it, not a lot of people like the Saranga conundrum, but I love it because it's Grey's Anatomy in Space with Brett Goldstein. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, you know, I, the the big kind of story arc shows were never my favourite episodes of Buffy. Like, if you go back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the episodes I love the most are the first three seasons when they're in high school. And yeah, the big tentpole ones where the ongoing narrative comes in, they're fun and it's great to have, like, something come back from a previous episode. But I kind of just enjoy people being possessed by mummies or turning into werewolves. Like, I'm kind of fine with, you know, Monster of the Week. I mean, that's one of the things I've always loved about Doctor Who and the classic series is that, you know, it was maybe once every 10 years you got a bit of continuity. Like, the Daleks came back and they barely remembered the last time they'd been in the show. They were just the Daleks. Um, oh, speaking of, uh, Russell T. Davis has said the Daleks are being rested. So, my fears that we're, have, we haven't seen any Daleks um, and that they're just going to turn up and ruin everything. Maybe there's no Daleks. That could be exactly what's happening. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, this I'm really enjoying Matt's missive. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it too. We will get on to the rest of Series 6 uh, when we come back. But... Obviously, the next episode, uh, I'm going to be talking very intensely um, about what happens in the Children in Need episode of Doctor Who. Now, obviously, it's going to be like it's only going to be a short scene, but there is a making of that is going to be happening with it, which makes me think we are going to get some kind of reveal, uh, possibly the new TARDIS interior like that could be what the big thing is because why would you do a making of episode 
of a children in need vignette unless there was something big happening. I mean, it's David Tennant's first appearance in the role in quite some time. So, I mean, that might be worth talking about just in and of itself. But I feel like there's a little bit extra. I think we're going to get a little bit extra. I don't know what it is, but it's coming. Um, All right. I'll see you when there's new stuff. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.